I didn't take the elevator. Yeah. I didn't take the elevator. Took I didn't jump stairs. up and put, I took the stairs. <laughs> you know, we walk in, we walk in the stairs. I mean, you know, this journey I did, it wasn't easy. Yeah. It wasn't easy. Yeah. You know, you know, been discouraged. I've had job offers. Mm. You know, I've went and said, hey, you know, talk to my wife, you know, let's yeah. make a family choice. You know, yeah. I put in 10 years. Yeah. You know, make a choice. As yeah. I told you, life's about choices. Do I leave this? Yeah. Do I go here? You know, my passion is here. I want to run for this, you know. And it's just like, you know, you go, you get the certifications, you get the degrees, you put them in your back pocket. Yeah. You don't need them right now. Yeah. But when you need them, oh, well, you need this. Kind of like, oh, you talking about this right here? Yeah. I got that. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by the Conscious Combo Network and the Black Boy Fly Club. Go to www.blackboyfly.club to learn about the movement, get books, merch, and just get connected with the brand overall. Again, www.blackboyfly.club. I hope you enjoy the next episode. What's up, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Black Boy Fly Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Isaac Adai. I just have to say thank you, thank you, thank you for everybody that's tuned in. We're on another episode. We're still having fun. We're creating this content, again, to empower our community, share stories about black men and what they're doing in the world and how we can empower our brothers. So I have with me today, Joseph P. Day, Nashvilleian, father, husband, deputy circuit court clerk officer in the city of Nashville. He's gonna be here with me today talking about his journey and his story. Let's get into this conversation. Thank you so much for being here. Good day. Thanks for having me. It's, it's daytime. Pleasure. It's daytime. It's daytime. <laughs> so if you don't mind, just give us a little bit of background about who you are. Who is Joseph P. Day? Alrighty. Uh, Joseph P. Day. I'm a Nashville native, born and raised in Bordeaux. Grew up in that area. Uh, attended Whites Creek High School. Uh, once a Cobra, always a Cobra for all my Nashvilleians. Uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, but then my journey took me to Tennessee State University. TSU. Yes, Big Blue all the way. Uh, and, you know, I continued my education at Cumberland University, uh, Master of Science in Public Service Management, University of Tennessee Certified Public okay. Administrators. But, uh, you know, I'm a father, as you said. Yeah. Uh, been married to be 20 years this year. Man, that's a blessing. Uh, yes. You know, my wife and I started TSU together. Okay. Um, you know, got married right after college and uh, built this family and continued there and just, you know, continue to journey uh, there into my current role. Uh, you know, from Nashville, I attend Richland Creek Church of Christ. I'm a member of Alta Phi Theta Fraternity Incorporated. Okay, okay. And just, just a, a family man. That's D9. right. That's right. That's right. Uh, just a family man, you know, and a public servant. And my journey to who I am now started uh, when I was a freshman at Tennessee State University. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, TSU is near and dear to my heart. And if your experience was anything like mine, it was transformational, right? Just being yes. on the yard and obviously meeting beautiful women like your wife, you learning about who you are and your career and things like that. So, you know, one of the things that we talked about as it relates to this whole idea of Black Boy Fly is, is us understanding who we are and understanding our purpose. Do you think that TSU played a role in helping you discover who Joseph is and what your power is and who you are and what you're intended to be in this world? I believe so. I believe everything that we experience in life, you know, we may not understand it at the time, mm -hmm. but those things are seeds planted, you know, 
kind of like a, a record or a CD recording, you know, just, just the makeup of who we are. But, you know, going to Tennessee State and, uh, you know, living uh, in Watson, you know, <laughs> on a six-floor penthouse, you know. Oh, man, I was on the first floor, but I get hey, it. <laughs> hey, sixth floor, you know, that's where they had all the engineering majors. That's why I started yeah, out engineering yeah. major, but we called it the penthouse. Yeah, So, penthouse. <laughs> uh, you know, just, just meeting people, you know, from all different uh, parts of the country and, you know, just that heritage of TSU yeah. growing up as a child. Yeah. You know, I lived in Bordeaux. That's and so, true. So you're right around Right the across the river, yeah. you would hear, you know, TSU. Yeah. Hey, I hear them playing. I was like, oh, the band, you know, they're practicing. Wow. Because you can hear it. Wow. You know, across uh, the river. Across the river. I could wow. sit on my porch and hear it across the Cumberland River. Wow. Yeah. That's so, powerful. That's powerful. Are you a first generation alum or other folks in your family uh, TSU? So other folks in my family, but it's the different sides of my family. Gotcha. You know, okay. uh, on this side of my family, I'm the first person to graduate college on that side. But yeah. my aunt, uh, you know, on my, my father's side, uh, my mother's father's side. Sure, I mean, you know how sure, you, sure. You, yep. you know, everyone, yep. you have a, a different um, aspect of all different sides of your sure, family, sure. And, you know, just doing your research there. But, you know, they're alums on, on yeah. that side. It was and, in your blood. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you weren't a stranger to it. That HBCU experience is, is powerful for me. It helped me figure out who I was because I came to TSU coming from a bicultural background. And so I had been around black folks, but I was in an African household. So when I arrived at TSU, like you said, man, there's so many different types of black people from all around the country. I didn't realize that we were so diverse as a people, meeting the Atlanta guys and the Memphis guys oh, and yes. the Detroit guys. Yes. I'm like, what is going on? Yes. These are whole different worlds, man. So it was it was a great experience. So so tell me a little bit about what you discovered about yourself at TSU and how does that how has that shaped your walk through life in, in terms of what you're doing today? Um, so, you know, just the journey to TSU, like I said, I'm from here. So for me to, I got a scholarship and I okay. said, I'm, I'm going to go here, do this and stayed on campus. Yeah. And just that experience, you yeah. know, you always say, well, you should go away. And people say, well, you can go here. I had offers to play football, different places, but I chose to get the academic scholarship and stayed on campus. And, uh, it's ironic that, you know, I was great in math and science awesome. and, you know, you go to classes and meet the professors and do all this. Like, well, I'm good at chemistry. Uh, yeah. You know, I got classes morning. Mama's family on. I'm going to stay in the dorm and do this. <laughs> and so it's ironic, man. I end up losing my scholarship. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I knew, I was like, I can't get a C in this class. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. calculus and, you know, uh, chemistry. And I was like, let me call back home. Yeah. You know, I was like, hey, call my grandmother. It's like, I'm moving back home. I was like, huh? Is my room still there? Yeah, yeah your yeah. room is still there. But just just that aspect, you know, meeting, like you said, meeting all the different people. And when you talk about your purpose and, you know, yeah. what you're doing. And like I said, you never know where life takes you because I was an engineer major, yeah. uh, good at math and science. But as I'm going through this curriculum and things, it's like uh, I'm tech tech driven. Sure. And so I was like, man, I want to do electrical engineering. Yeah. Maybe, you know, design these uh systems for cars and you know just just all that type of technology that was one of the things that kind of that i had a knack for but as i got to taking classes and finding out what this field is about it's like i don't know if this is really yeah. what i want to do you yeah. know i want to i don't want to be bald at 40. Now, i'm over sure. 40 now i'm going a little <laughs> light but you know it's just you know learning that about myself and you know like i said meeting the people and i was actually in a relationship all through college awesome. and so that was that was a different aspect of it uh, but i think it kind of just put in me 
to that what I represent and what I want to accomplish uh, yeah. because so many things are presented to us that we could take different directions yeah. and I could easily been you know over here as a drug dealer or whatever the case may be mm -hmm. but I want I lost my father you know at a young age so mm. I wanted to be that example mm. um, and you know we'll talk about that but just for my kid you know yeah. so my dad died when he was 34 wow you know, and I was wow. 10 years old. And so, but then there you go with the influence that, you know, my grandfather on this side and this side. So, you know, I had kind of a role models that people take me and say, hey, I'm here for you. Yeah. But it's they one of those things. Yeah, stood in the gap and, and kind of filled that gap and just have those positive influences. Yeah. But it came to the point that I wanted better sure. for myself sure. and for my family. And um, that's one of the things that kind of just strengthens me and then pushes me to continue. Yeah. I'm glad you talked a little bit about some of the things that you struggle with, because to me, whenever we have conversations about our lives, we talk about it in terms of what we've accomplished and we don't often talk about what we battle with. And I think that really helps young people when they can see a person like yourself who lost yes. their father at 10, who lost their scholarship at college, yet has still achieved in their life and in their career. So thank you for being vulnerable to share that. Uh, yeah. I know those had to be difficult things, but you know, that college experience, I tell a lot of young people is fundamental because you go there, you make mistakes, you learn about the things that you don't wanna do. Changing your major from engineering to something else might've been the best thing you could have ever done because you had the courage to do it and you learned something about yourself in that, process. in that process. And I really believe that's what makes college so valuable. You're in this environment and you get this opportunity to really learn who you are, what you like, what you're interested in, and that allows you to develop as a person going forward. Yeah, and then yeah. as you say that, life is all about choices. Yeah. And we make them every day. That's you know, true. We, we don't take, you know, what you was gonna wear this morning, what route you took, all these things got us. And then making that change and that choice to, you know, like, why are you doing, what are you doing? You shouldn't right. be changing your major. Right. You got two years in, you know, and you make that choice and you look at it and these things affect us every day. And yeah. that choice, like you said, you never know, you know, you make these decisions that can have a lifelong effect and, you know, some positive, some negative, but I think this choice that I did made has, you know, put me on this path that I am right yeah. now. I think it's awesome that you allow yourself to go through that. We put a lot of pressure on young people and we tell them things like changing your major is a bad idea. Actually, no, it's a great idea. You know, when I was teaching at TSU, I was teaching graduating seniors primarily. And at that in that class, I would ask the students, what's next? And some of them would say, I don't know. And they would kind of put their head yeah. down. And I would say, no, pick your head up. The fact that you don't know is good. And they would look at me like I was crazy. But I would tell them, you don't know, but you're still young. So you're in a space of being able to figure it, figure out. it out. I'd actually be worried if you were laser focused because you might be going down the wrong, the wrong path. path. Yeah. You know, I was laser focused on engineering, but man, a year into my engineering career, I realized this is not what I want to do. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think had I had the courage on campus to maybe explore more of myself because I was interested in business. Maybe I should have minored in business. Maybe I should have majored in business, but I was locked in. And I don't think I had people around me who encouraged me to really explore the explore depths that. of what I was interested in. And that's kind of like me, you know, great in math and science. And mm -hmm. it's like, you know, I had the knack, like I told you, for technology. And, uh, 
you know, doing that, you know, pushed me there. But a lot of times when you come, it's like you don't know what you want to do. Right. You know, you right. want you're going to college and, you know, they tell you what careers make money. Yeah. You're going to be an engineer. You're going to be this or a doctor. You know, yep. where, where do you want to be? You yep. know, you have the skill set and the knack for it. But it's like you don't know what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I kind of tell my kids that all the time that, hey, you know, just you want to find something that you enjoy doing that sure. you don't. It's not work for you. Sure. You know, sure. because you get burnt out, you know, yep. but if it's a passion that you have, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's what you enjoy doing. It's, you know, that time's more beneficial for everyone involved. So you mentioned work and you find it, finding something that you enjoy doing. You've been in your career opportunity for many years mm-hmm. and now you're campaigning for the next level in your career position. So tell me about about that. You know, how did you get on this career path and what do you gain from being in this career path. Okay, so as I told you, my journey to now started when I was a freshman at Tennessee State. I was working a summer job somewhere and then I had an opportunity to become a summer intern there. Um, And I started there, uh, it was 97. Mm. And I was like, you know, let me work here. And uh, everything was taken off, technology and Google, Yahoo, yeah. Bing had about that five or like, six different search engines going man, on. And everything was popping. Yeah, us. <laughs> and so I go to this government office and I'm thinking I'm about to see some great yeah. technology. Yeah. And it just, oh man, it just wasn't that. We had green screen computers, they had one PC, yeah. and uh, they told me here, sit down and write these parking cards. And I'm like, what? What? It's okay, wow. you look up to people, we got a part, do this. And so everything I did, I, I wanted to learn, you know, yeah. uh, because I, received the citation when I was 16 yeah. and I was lost. Like, mom, yeah. what, what, what am I what doing? Do do? Yeah. Calling here, they tell me I didn't have a citation. And once I got there, I understood the process. And mm-hmm. so it's like, man, this needs to be made more transparent. So people, when you say court, it's a stigma to it. Sure. Everybody's sure. like court, oh, you know, and fear. it's like fear That's because fear. you have no yeah. idea what's going on. And so I continued to work there uh, four summers Okay. and um, graduated 2001. And I was like, I'm on I'm in this business class. I'm going to write this great cover letter and get my resume. And <laughs> I'm going to ask for this job offer, you know, because everybody graduating. Like, what are you doing at the college? Or, yeah. Are you going straight to get your master's or you need some work experience? And, you know, I was fortunate enough to, you know, be offered a full time job sure. based on the work that I put in previously. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, you're a great worker, you know kind of like a shining star, let's get him here. And I had a five-year plan. Yeah. And you talk about looking at the big picture and little picture, it's a five-year plan. And within that five years, life happens. But it's where I developed a passion for public service because gotcha. helping people on the front lines and then end up getting married. And it's just like back to a choice. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're chasing this as a, as a you know, young person, you're married and you got to provide for your family. And it's mm-hmm. like, you chasing, well, what should I do next? Should I do here? Should right. I do this? Because it's opportunity cost. Right. And so uh, I decided to stay in that public sector with that passion that I developed to help people and uh, continue to sharpen my saw. Okay. Went back and I said, you know what? I'm going to get my master's. This That's is why awesome. I'm going to stay in this public sector. Yeah. And, you know, just to have that dream to look at this organization and say, I'm at the bottom. And uh, one day, why can't I run for this office? You know, mm. and... I've been that young employee or employee with a great idea mm-hmm. that never make it yeah, to, to the, the upper management. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you know. So now I'm in a current position to where I know what that feels like, and I know I'm always open for feedback. You know, yeah. some of these ideas that you wouldn't hear me. Yeah. Now I have a seat at the table. Yep. 
at least you will listen and let's implement this. So that journey has taken me here uh, as a next step of public service, man. My five-year plan has turned into 20-plus years. Yeah, man. That's awesome. That's incredible. Yeah. Thank you for your service. Public okay. service is definitely one of those things I respect because I've worked as a defense contractor alongside a lot of people in the military and in the, in the government, and I gained a different world and pers- I gained a different perspective in that world in terms of what it means to be a public servant. Uh, so we talked about change you know, prior to this conversation. What do you want to change once you become what you're seeking to become in this elected office well i've been a part this is the thing i've been striving for this change and i've been that that catalyst as you would say Mm -hmm. uh because first person of color to be training coordinator because i got a little movement you know i'm pushing the envelope uh first person of color to be business manager in this organization yeah uh but that wasn't enough for me i wanted to continue you know pushing and this chief deputy role I was fortunate enough and grateful for the opportunity 2016 that opened up a whole new world for me mm. you know it's one of those things that you see curtain. yeah see behind the curtains it's like you know let's keep pushing and then it's like well uh chief deputy and it's like we're sitting at the table and i'm yeah. like let's talk about budgets let's talk <laughs> let's talk about this stuff over here that let's as talk a, about the money yes yeah, as, as a as a stuff that you don't see yeah. and that you learn that you know, the perception on the front line, you know, we're customer focused because we serve the public. That's what sure, we do. Sure. But it's so many things that go on, you know, that as, as a clerk in the four different offices, I started in one. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, I want to learn this office. I want to learn this office. Yeah. And to be given that opportunity to go in and learn, and it's a lot, you know, uh, but you see the inner workings, you know, yeah. uh, as government. And you talk about running a private business and mm-hmm. running the government. They say, well, we got a five percent budget cut. You need to uh, cut yeah, five you employees. You got yeah. five employees to cut. Yeah. So you're looking at the paper like, so what? You know what are we gonna do? Yeah. So you got to find creative solutions to the challenges of change, and you know just bringing those ideas and and ways that we can better serve the public, mm-hmm. and just to bring you know people that look like me sure. to to these sure. roles. Sure. You know, and uh, it's one thing to be there, but when you can be instrumental. And also telling my story to where I am currently and having a part in bringing other people, yeah. you know, that yep. look like me to up in management ranks. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's what you want to be. You want to be the example. And, uh, you know, you're nothing without your team. You know, we can talk about all the things that we've done, but you're nothing by yourself. So the changes that I want to do, I want to make, you know, part of the thing has been some of the ideas over the last few years have been ideas that I brought to the table. But want to continue to make this office more diverse gotcha. it should reflect the community that we serve yeah and nashville's so, changing man yes you're right though you make a great point there's a lot of conversation around diversity equity and inclusion yes but when you really look at organizations it, they still don't reflect the communities that they serve private sector public sector uh, nonprofit. you know there's still a challenge there so you got your work cut out for you but uh, kudos to you for stepping out there you know what what advice would you give to any young person, specifically people of color, who want to do something like what you're doing, stepping out there, making history, pushing the envelope, but they're afraid yeah. of putting themselves out there and they're afraid of what may come with that. What would you say to them? I would say never let anyone discourage you. Uh, you know, like you said, you have to see somebody in that position. We kind of, when you don't see that that image of that person, just kind of like the presidential yeah. issue, you don't see yeah. that. 
well, well, you can't worry about that role. Well, no, yes, we can. You know, mm. continue to push the envelope. And I was given an opportunity yep. to come in and be an intern, but I took that. As you give me an inch, I'm yeah. going to keep coming here. And yeah. never let no one tell you that you can't do anything. Yeah. It also seems like it takes a lot of patience. Are you a patient person? Because you stayed in that organization and learned all of the different roles and paid your dues for a long period of time to be able to now campaign for the position that you're running for. Most folks would have probably been gone. By yeah. now. Yeah, and, and and patience is a virtue. I can't yeah. say, you know, <laughs> my wife will tell you that I'm impatient. I always say we like a, a society now, we're like, a, we want everything at war speed like a microwave. Yeah, sure. You know, sure. you think about that old uh, pot pie, you look on the back, it tells you 60 minutes in the conventional oven or eight <laughs> minutes in the microwave. You know, we're going for the microwave because we want it quick. All day, the, man. The crust ain't going to be uh, yeah, crunchy like yeah. that but we want it fast and that's yeah. just how it is in life but yeah. you know as I said my five year plan has turned into 20 plus years and you just blink yeah. and I was the youngest employee mm. there Wow. and now when I'm interviewing people for you know for jobs and you know people tell me hey go out here and uh, we need an accounting major yeah. I was like well let's go to TSU I was, yeah. I was at the College of Business yeah. Yeah. let me reach out to a connect yeah. here and see if I can get some, some, some people there and so that perseverance and patience, I mean, it's rare. Mm -hmm. uh, and I tell people, this is uh, my first time running for office. Yeah. I've been behind the scenes as a public servant, yeah. you know. So that patience and dedication, I tell people, I didn't, I didn't uh, Bishop said something at church uh, a couple, about a month ago, I guess. I don't, time just flying yeah. with me. But he was like, you know, I didn't take the elevator. Yeah, I didn't take the elevator. I took didn't jump stairs. up and put. I took the stairs. <laughs> you know, we walk in. We walk in the stairs. I mean, you know, this journey. I did. It wasn't easy. Yeah, it wasn't easy. Yeah. You know, you know, been discouraged. I've had job offers. Mm. You know, I've went and said, hey, you know, talk to my wife. You know, let's yeah. make a family choice. You know, yeah. I put in ten years. Yeah, you know, make a choice. As yeah. I told you, life's about choices. Do I leave this? Yeah. Do I go here? You know, my passion is here. I want to run for this. You know. And it's just like, you know, you go, you get the certifications, you get the degrees, you put them in your back pocket. Yeah. You don't need them right now. Yeah. But when you need them, oh, well, you need this kind of like, oh, you talking about this right here? Yeah. I got that. Yeah. But what else can I do to better prepare myself? Yeah. So, you know, a prepared person is ready for that opportunity, you yeah. know, so when it presents itself. Uh, that opportunity is there for you. So I've just been grinding, preparing myself for that next. And it's take, it's taking patience and uh, 20 plus years. And uh, I'm getting a little gray now. Yeah. But uh, it's, cash it's in, there. Man. Yeah, You're about so, to cash in on that patience, you know, man. Yeah. Well, one thing I want to talk, I want to touch on, you know, when you, when you and your wife walked in, it, it, that image of both of you showing up in this moment was powerful for me. And then you both spoke about being married for 20 years and, and having met in college. And that really well, actually, met before college. Oh, met before I went college. High oh, wow. Prom. Yes. So yeah. high school, married right twenty years, school, known yeah. each other, you know, for a very long time. You know, when I think about this idea of black boy fly, and I talk about my journey, and I talk to other brothers, this idea of marriage always comes up. Uh, some brothers have figured it out. Some of us are still figuring it out. Mm -hmm. I'm on marriage number two, blessed, and everything is going well. But man, twenty years. How do you how do you get to 20 years and how do you and your wife, uh, how do y'all function and coexist as a team? Uh, hey, communication. You know, I always tell people um, when you marry someone, you as people, mm -hmm. we don't like change, but change is constant. What we like changes. So when you marry someone, 
you marry to make that person happy. Yeah. Because if I see this person, you know, that I saw her when I was 16, 17 years old, that person has changed. That's true. You know, you yeah. love the person from the inside and you, you, you see the outside too, but what I like changes. So if I see something and something else catches my eye or whatever mm -hmm. the case may be, what I like change. So, but if my goal is to always please her, and her goal is to always please me. Mm -hmm. You know, we can we can make this union work. Not to say it's been easy. Yeah, as you sure, know, you sure. know, uh, yeah. being married yourself. Married. <laughs> but you know, but just to be that example and to be the example for a family. You know, my uh, parents were married and you know separated, and my dad died. But just to have that image of yeah. a family. Yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. A, a unit to where you know that's what I always wanted to be there. You know, for my kids. Yeah. And uh, just to have that that image of 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 a family, your mom and father, and, you know, just to be there. Because as a child, I would go over my grandmother's house on this side of the family, mm -hmm. you know, totally different. Mm -hmm. And then you come over here to this side, it just kind of, you know, it's, it shapes you, as yeah. you said. But all yeah. those experiences make me who I am today. Yeah. But I strive to make this union and, you know, work. But but 20 years, I mean, it's it's something to, to I behold. It, man. I love it. And, you know, we got married at 20, I was 23. Wow. And uh, she was you like, in early, man. Yeah. You said, I got me one. I'm out. <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, and you go back to people at TSU, they should see us together. But, <laughs> but see, what I've learned is that that's my best friend. Yeah. She's my best friend first. Yeah. You know, just to have this conversation, you know, with her. And I was like, man, this is the coolest girl, you know, and this is like, and it just kind of sparked. Yeah. Friendship. You know, we were kind of like, uh, well, you're not, you said you're not from Nashville. So, yeah. but in high, in high school, we had like these high school fraternities and sororities. Mm -hmm. And I first met her. We were at White's Creek, and uh, we started one over at McGavick. And oh, wow. she was, you know, on that, she became the president. Okay. And so I was okay. the president of the you know, fraternity. She was yeah. the president of sorority. So we would talk and collaborate. And we just, you know, I saw her. She caught my attention. Yeah. But when we talked, it's just like, man, this, this, you know, we're talking, you know, sports. We're talking, yeah. you know, rap or music or whatever that is. And it's just, it was just so natural. Yeah. You know, and that just developed into that. And, uh, you know. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Two beautiful children, teenage sons. So tell me about Joseph, the father, you know, and how have you evolved as a man from prior to having children to now having teenage children? Oh, man, it's it's been a journey as, you know, young father. And as I said, I lost my dad as a, as a young age. So I wanted to be there for my kids, mm -hmm. you know, to, to be that and pray for that. You know, just, you know, bless me. Yeah. I will bring them up in the admonition of the Lord in the church. And, you know, just that. And we went through issues which could trying to get pregnant and things sure. like that. And sure. then just a long story. But my mom ended up while we were pregnant. My mom had cancer, and she wow. died three months before my son was born. Oh, man. So, I mean, it's, it's been a lot, man. but just as a young father, to, yeah. to go through that, uh, man, I've learned a lot. People yeah. can't tell you about, you know, raising kids. You have to, you know, experience it and go yeah. through it. And, yeah. you know, just as a provider and to kind of mold them, you yeah. know, and support them. I always tell people and tell them because you want better for your kids than what you had. Mm -hmm. But we got to a point to where we're not just – arrived by no means but better off than i had it as a child so you want yeah. to provide that but at the same time we kind of kind of spoil them a little bit and so but i wanted to try to teach them no this is this this is that you yeah. know yeah. you may be here yeah you have both of your parents you know but there's nothing wrong with that sure but understand where i come from where you come from and like i tell them i need you to take the torch yeah i always tell them an analogy look at this staircase 
you know, it's been hard for me. I've made it up to step number six. Hmm. I need you to not be comfortable and go down to step four yeah, and just yeah, chill. Yeah. I need you to take if just the baton. Six, you can get, you to, can get to 10 and yeah. keep pushing. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Because yeah. like I said, for me to graduate college, and I need need you to do something, you know, to continue. Now, college might not be for everyone, but you're going to sure, do something, be, sure. be uh, you know, a productive citizen. Sure. And so I just try to instill that in them and, you know, just to continue to teach them that, you know, they are important and, you know, that ne never let anyone discourage you yep. and you want to keep pushing on that. So as a father, man, it's, it's been a journey. And I tell people when I see young parents and, and couples and, you know, married couples and, you know, once I had a child, it's like, well, what you doing today? Going to pick up my child. Yeah, you know, yeah. when you get off, what are you doing? Hey, can you come out here? We're going to shoot some ball. Yep. You know, let me yep. talk to the wife. And that's why I tell you, too, that communication is key. You got to have an understanding and a relationship. I mean, I mean, it's a partnership, you know. Yep. Uh, it's, 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 it's that unit as a family. And when I see someone and say they've raised kids and they, you understand it, it's like one of those things. I can tell you about it all day, but yeah. once you go through it and experience it, you have a better appreciation sure. for it. I can appreciate something you were talking about earlier when you said you've at, you asked to speak first at campaign events so that you can be there for your children's activities. Yeah. You know, your family first. Yes. I remember having a conversation with my mom a few weeks ago, and she said, well, you're a family man, so I know you wouldn't do that. And I and I thought to myself, like, you know, I am a family man, but why does that seem like such a, a unicorn status in our community? Um, and when I talk with my peer group, you know, I often put that first. I can't be there because I got to the kids are doing this, mm -hmm. not even something I need to be at. But I feel like I need to be yeah. there, you know, mm -hmm. and that's just important to me. But something else I wanted to touch on really quick. You talked quite a bit without maybe even knowing it about adversity. So you lost your father at 10, your mother died of cancer before, right three months before your child was born. Uh, you, you lost your scholarship in college, and I'm sure you, you know, fertility issues you just talked about and other things that you battle, yet you still seem to have a, a really calm demeanor and, and, and optimistic outlook. How is that possible, given the things that you've been through? Um, you know, those things, I think, shape you, who you are, you know, and god god works in mysterious ways and you know takes you through things and i think those things go to mold who we are and mm. we can't let it you know shake us and beat us down and be you know kind of down all the time yeah this one thing is like anger worry and resentment look back mm. worry looks around you're not mm. you're not going nowhere mm. you see what i'm saying you're worried about it you're stewing about it but faith Hope and optimism look to the future. Faith, hope, optimism. Yeah. I so you that. just can't let one little thing trip you up. You use it as a stepping stone, you know. Um, and even my journey to where I am now, yeah. you know, the answer is not no. Yeah. It's just not right now. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. timing is everything. Yeah. And, you know, that diversity, I don't even think about it. When you tell me about it, I look back and say, well, you're all right. You know, yeah. to think about, you know. We don't look like what we've been through. And I right. tell people that all right. the time. Right. And then that just goes back that things that I've been through and to see people struggling. Yeah. I had a conversation yesterday with somebody on the trail. They said, are you Joseph? You know, because I had my yeah. uh, stuff on. I was like, yeah. And I told her I'm running for circuit court clerk. And she went on to about a story of things that she's going through. And someone is always in worse shape than you are. Mm, and preach. she got preach. to talking about it. And I had compassion for her. And as a clerk, I can't give you legal advice, but 
she was talking to me about, you know, sleeping on the floor and she's kicked out of place and she has a judgment and no place to live. She's working, but not enough to meet the wow. bills. And she understood that I couldn't do nothing yeah. about it. Yeah. And I was like, well, what about you talk to this person, this person? But at the end of the day, you know what you told me? Thank you for listening. Yeah. Some people just want yeah. you to listen. Yeah. And I listen you to a story. You a human. Yes, yes. And, and I've learned that as, as a public servant in this office and, you know, things that I've gone through and seeing people struggling. Yeah. It's like, man, you know, how can I? You want me to do this, but I can't do that, you know. Or I hear these stories all the time mm -hmm. and I don't cut you off. Yeah. I let you get it out. Yeah. Because you can come, you can say three words to me and I say, oh, let me tell you about this. This, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, man, I couldn't get that out. Yeah. And yeah. when somebody listens, and you know, and I've, I've seen that example uh, in in the community, and, and just in this office, that someone will wait an extra five minutes to come to this person's window wow. because they want that service. Wow. You know, you may come in with a, a bad disposition because you come into our office and you're already upset about yeah. a ticket, you're going through a divorce, somebody's suing, you, you're dealing with family issues, but you come in with a disposition that's better when you leave than when you came. So is it safe to say you're gonna bring compassion to the court? Yes, compassion. We deal with matters of the heart. And uh, you know, mm. we, we, we keep those records sacred, you know, yeah. as as the clerk, yeah. we're the keeper of the record. Yeah. Working with nineteen judges. But these things, we guard these records, whether it's adoption records, whether it's, you know, orders of protection, mental health. Yeah. You know, those things are filed with the court and those things are records that need to be kept, you know, in in, in uh and protected. Love it. You know, love it. So, man, this is a lot of great insight. You've been preaching and I'm really appreciative of just everything that you share, specifically the vulnerability, because you were so open to just talk about the things that you struggle with. And I find that we don't do that enough. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you could share one last thought for any young brothers, middle age, older brothers out there that they want to fly in their life, they want to get to that next level but they're struggling, they don't have the confidence, they don't feel as though they can do it. What would you say to encourage that brother? Um, I would tell them to, you know, which they're trying to be like, it's, it's, it's various because you wanna, my thing is I wanna be the change mm -hmm. so people can see me. Sure. And, I, and I'll tell you this little story, and I've, I've said it before, uh, me running for this office, put myself out there, as I said, I've been behind the scenes. I've seen people that have seen me over the years that I see me it's like, hey, you the guy that work in traffic. You help me get my you mean see me, you help me get my license back yeah. or you hit this. And they would see my name day and not know that that was me. That was you. And I then I would you. say, see them and say, Hey, I'm running for He's like, This is you. And yeah. so then it's like, well, you know, my face out there, they know my face, but I know my name. Gotcha. And so, but now putting my face out there with my name, but just to answer your question, to come back around to these young people. I went through a drive-through the other day. This mm -hmm. happened twice to me. Uh, I pulled up and somebody looked at me and says, "You're the mayor guy," <laughs> <laughs> and it took me aback. And I was like, you know, well, no, I'm not the mayor guy, but I am running for office. Yeah. You know, and I told them, you know, ask for your vote. I don't know if she was 16 or 17, yeah. but just for them to see somebody sure. running for this sure. office, you know, in, in that field. So my thing is don't be discouraged. Don't yeah. be discouraged. Yeah. As I told you before, never let anybody tell you that you can't do anything. Yeah. You know, um, always striving. And just like you were talking about mentoring, giving yeah. back to the community, yeah. you know, when they see that, when they see somebody looks like them and just to see that family image, you don't tell how many times that I've seen that somebody came and says, 
you know, just we could, me and my wife could be eating at the Mexican restaurant. They come up, my family's there, and it's like, yeah. you know, y'all just yeah. made my day just, just to the, see the, the family. Yeah, just the visual, you know, and it just seems like a genuine, you know, uh, yeah. energy and interest, and you know, just to be there. But my thing is, I was given this opportunity mm-hmm. to to have a shot, so that's my thing is to develop these programs and summer internships to get you here. Come learn about this courthouse. Come learn yeah. about what we do here. Yeah. Uh, it's public record what we do. Yeah. The stigma of court, don't be discouraged from that. You know, uh, you see me. Yeah. You know, if like you telling me the things that I've been through diverse, I don't think about it like that. I think those things that shape and mold us who we are. And so don't let anything that you're going through define you. Sure. Sure. Don't let that one instance define you. But as a people and as a society, that's what we do. Because yeah. somebody could see me from 20 years ago and they're going to say, that man, I, rem- I remember back. him yeah. such and such and such, <laughs> such. But you don't see all of this good and all yeah. these other things. But yeah. they remember that one negative. And we as people, we hold that. Yeah. We hold grudges on people. Yeah. Whether it's, I remember he did this back when I was a TSU to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We change and develop <laughs> and, you know, uh, as a whole and just come to this new person, but as, as to be that light to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. To be the change and to lead by example is what I'm hearing. And, you know, I'm impressed by your journey and thank you for coming on the podcast to talk about your experience. You know, thank you all for tuning in. And this is a great man that has an awesome story. You heard it here first on a Black Boy Fly podcast. We're going to wrap this conversation up, but stay tuned for more great content. You can follow us on YouTube, all the favorite podcast channels. Tell people about the Black Boy Fly podcast. We're trying to change lives, empower our community, and brothers like Joseph P. Day and his story are great examples of that. So stay tuned for the next episode. Take care.